Hi, welcome back to AR Zone. I'm your host, Carolyn Bailey. These continuing interviews on intersectional veganism and related issues are in association with VegFest UK. Joining us today is our guest, Julia Feliz. Julia is an intersectional vegan, an artist, and the author of the first ever vegan-themed board book for babies and toddlers, Libby Finds Vegan Sanctuary. Julia runs the Vegan Craftivist Project, which advocates on behalf of other animals through craft, and recently became president of a Swiss-based association, Solidarity for Humanity, which aims to provide a platform for marginalised communities, as well as lead US Americans abroad to best fight against oppression. Julia has been an ethical vegan since 2008 and is now also a mother who enjoys creating art for her young children and colouring by their side. Julia, thanks for joining us today and welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Julia, would you like to start off today by telling us about your book? I'm particularly interested that you intentionally chose to feature an interracial family in the book. Would you please talk about that? Yes, I would love to. Um, I really wanted to to show a different type of family. You know, usually, in at least in the books that, that I find here where we live, you know, you usually see the typical family. And uh, my family uh, is actually interracial and my kids are mixed. And I wanted to, to sort of put that in there uh, for my sons to actually have um, a family that looks like ours, but also to sort of um, instigate uh, conversation within families while they're reading the book as well. Um, I think it's important to to expose other kids to, to different types of families and not just interracial, but, you know, different types of uh, couples, you know, two moms, two dads, um, different races, mixed races. Um, I, I, one of the things that, that I get a lot is, oh, I don't see color, but I think it's a, it, instead of, um, you know, ignoring that people come in many different colors, <laughs> um, I think it's important to actually celebrate our differences, but also accept them. Do you know if it has, has sort of been the catalyst for much discussion? Have you had much feedback? No, actually, um, I haven't. I, I actually, I, I had a little Christmas party where some of the parents um, had heard that I published the book and they asked me to look at it. And one of the families, while they were reading it with their daughter, who's about two, they said, "Oh, this family looks just like yours." So um, I'm sure people notice it, but. I think they're perhaps they're, they're because they're, they're, some of the kids are, are really young. They tend to comment more on how much the kids love the colors and the animals. Um, but I think as the kids get older, it'll be a talking point or I hope it will be. Absolutely. Yeah. Julia, the story could have been written about pretty much any animal being farmed to be slaughtered. I think it's interesting that the heroine in the book is a turkey and her story is centred around the US Thanksgiving tradition. Can you talk about the significance of that for you, please? The book is, is based on a, an actual real-life uh, turkey named Libby and she lives in Kindred Spirit Sanctuary in Florida. And my mom actually helped rescue her since my mom rescued her, I sort of felt bad that, you know, the sanctuary took her in and, 
you know, we didn't just want to leave her there. Um, so every year I tried to fundraise for, for Libby to take care of her food and, um, you know, healthcare needs. And um, this one year I was taking a course, a digital uh, drawing course, and my son was about 18 months as well. And, you know, I, I knew that there weren't any books like this for very, very young kids. And I, he was getting to the age where I started thinking about, you know, how do I approach um, veganism uh, with, with a, a young child? Um, and, you know, there are books out there for older kids, which are beautiful and, and great. But for an 18 month old and even a bit younger, older, you know, they're completely destructive. And um, also a lot of the books out there are, are based on farms. So so those two things um, came together. And, and then I realized, you know, nothing like this exists. So let me try to make a story about Libby and see how, how we get on. And so basically that's the story behind the book and why I chose um, a turkey as the symbol for, for, for this book. I wanted to, to use her story because the, the story in the book is, is obviously it's very simplified, but it's, it's basically her story. And I realized that, you know, this was also an opportunity to be able to use my artwork to, to lift her, her voice and try to, to help her speak on behalf of, of other non-humans like her. That's a lovely story. I think the significance of Thanksgiving as well, I think that um, if, if it's anything like the, the traditions that we have here in Australia, a lot of people wouldn't associate Thanksgiving with actual living turkeys. So I think that that's significant in that way as well, particularly for the very young children. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to, you know, limit it to, to Thanksgiving, which is why I, I wrote um, holiday <laughs> celebration. Um, because I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want the focus to be on the holiday, but I know that it's such a huge holiday and, you know, it's, we, we don't celebrate it. If, if we do have, you know, something on, we, we had call it a gratitude dinner or something. Well, I think it's a lovely story about how the book came about anyway. So, uh, hi, Julia, Roger here. Um, hi. Actually, uh, Carolyn, on on basis of what you just said there, um, in some work that I did, I I looked at um, the controversy about uh, turkeys at uh, Thanksgiving. And um, when you create a controversy, then people start thinking about turkeys at Thanksgiving Mm. rather than Thanksgiving turkey, which which is obviously a completely different thing. Exactly, yeah. So, Julia, you said um, in your answer that you, uh, you had to deal with the question of how do you approach a book about veganism for a very young kind of audience so I want to ask you a kind of an audience question the book is a is a board book and that's obviously for very young children Mm -hmm. so from your point of view that must have placed some limitations so my question is what were the limitations that you know writing for very young children placed on you in terms of what you could say versus what you wanted to say well I I wanted it to be a book uh, um, that you know, uh, vegan parents could use to help them explain about veganism to very young kids. But I also wanted it to be a book that if someone who's not vegan picks it up, you know, and and reads it for their kid, they wouldn't be completely put off or and it would make them think. So in thinking of, of those two um, 
types of, I guess, groups or groups of, of or audience. I I knew that I couldn't draw something uh, very, you know, violent or um, traumatizing, especially um, because it's it's not appropriate. And obviously, you know, I wanted it to more be a, a story that was, you know, started off with a problem, a light problem, but then it ended up really well and happy and and in the middle was, you know, sort of teaching why um, choose how we choose right from wrong to to sort of, you know, give this turkey um, or non-human a happy ending. Um, because, you know, I wanted to, to sort of show that we, we do have a choice and help parents show that to their kids from a young age. Um, but I also wanted to show um, the, the meaning of sanctuary, which is actually a really difficult concept for kids to understand up to almost preteens, I would say. I used to work in a swamp um, and it was a sanctuary, but a lot of the kids, even at 10, 12, they couldn't really understand that it wasn't a zoo. And, you know, sometimes they would ask, oh, at what time do the birds come out and things like this. So that was also important for me to be able to 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 define what sanctuary meant in a simple way. You know, the question is relevant to me because uh, here, in, here in Ireland, um I do some work for this uh, group called Animal Education Outreach, and we do school talks. And when when you do get to very mm-hmm. small children, we, we've we've given talks to five and four year olds even, then that limits what you can say. And we ended up just talking about things like you know being fair and fairness. And I just wondered, you know, how you negotiated that obvious uh, problem. And uh, it sounds like you've done it really well. So yeah, I think I think even even four or five year olds understand a bit more than then two and three year olds where they're more you know you really need to use simple simple languages and simple pictures and very very simple concepts because they just don't have that understanding or life experience um just yet i think four or five they they start asking a lot of questions i think yeah just try shutting them up i suppose (laughs) so (laughs) thanks for that Julia, in the intro, I mentioned that you run the Vegan Craftivist Project. Would you please tell us a little bit about that and how it forms a part of your advocacy? The um, the Vegan Craftivist Project is based on something called craftivism, and it's just what it sounds like. So it's basically using craft as activism. And I first discovered it when I first uh, moved to Ireland. I was really, really isolated. I didn't speak the language. They speak French in the region where I live. And, you know, this was almost six years ago. And before that, I had learned about hen sweaters. There was an organization in the UK that was collecting knitted hen sweaters. And I literally learned to knit just so I could make hen sweaters. And as I got more and more into, you know, looking for other types of projects like uh, charity donation type projects, I found um, this, you know, little activism niche. And it's basically made up of of things like uh, creating for individuals in need or um, creating things to make the viewers think. And a few years into it, I decided, you know, why why can't we have, you know, a, a vegan um, 
you know, movement within this movement, because that that part of the the craftivism movement is still missing. Um, Non-humans still don't really have a voice. And I wanted to create something um, using this type of activism. And, you know, it's 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 so much more than than what I first started, because, you know, I've gotten emails from from uh, vegans who, um, you know, are disabled or have health conditions that and they just can't get out and and protest. Um, they can't be as active as, as they once were or as they once or as they hope they, they could be. And, you know, I've gotten uh, recently an email saying how um, this project actually made the, the person feel, you know, useful and like they still could use their voice for non-humans. So that's a really great part of the project where you can basically, you know, take part in wherever part of the, the world that you are. And you could do it right in your living room, or you can even do it in a group outside. Um, and you know, I've made things like knitted nests. Um, I also make things for for uh, human animals, such as I've made uh, knitted bandages for people with leprosy. Um, I've also taken part in an um, anti-war, uh, you know, embroidery project, in a women's rights uh, type of project. Um, and the Vegan Craftivist Project itself um, is, is a way to speak up for non-human anim- animals specifically, because when I first started the project, I felt that the focus um, was, um, you know, not, the focus was being taken away from non-humans. I think, you know, I've been vegan now for almost um, 10 years, so I've seen the, the way that the, you know, veganism has shifted um, and when I first started the project, I was so frustrated because the focus was, you know, on food and food and food and health and food. And I wanted to bring the focus back to non-human animals. So the purpose of the project is to, to craft with your, you know, use your, your abilities to speak up for non-humans and say, proclaim proudly why your people are vegan or why you're vegan for non-human animals. That sounds really wonderful, Julia. Julia, I would like to thank you very much for joining us today and spending your time with us. And I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank you for everything that you're doing on behalf of both humans and other animals. Thank you. I really appreciate having me on. It was a pleasure finally um, speaking with you. Thank you. Why don't you bring me the white fish? Don't give me no blue cheese. We're all members.